You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, Still Breathing the Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. Pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. For some reason, my video just jumped out. Let's try that again. That was weird. That was weird. It didn't play the very end. It just jumped out. I was like, oh, I'm on. I'm on TV. <laughs> I don't know what the hell just happened. My opener just like, maybe I, I jostled something. That was weird. Anywho, good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. Yeah, it just it cut out all of a sudden, like the last like four seconds. It just was like, boom. I was like, what the fuck? Just. I'm on TV. How you guys doing? <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I'm so excited to be here with you guys on a Thursday. Um, dude, I don't think Donald Trump's going to go to jail. It's, uh, I feel like the left lied to us. I don't think he's going to, they're not indicting him. So they decide, they're like, listen, we'll talk about it next week. And I'm like, the fuck is going on here? Yeah, like, what is going on here? Last night I went to bed, I'm like, they fucked up so bad, right? President Trump dropping the exculpatory evidence that they will not present to the grand jury. He's like, here it is. And they're like, uh, we're not going to reconvene tomorrow. We got, we got other stuff we have to talk about. This is a busy, really busy with other stuff. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about it today because it's the funniest shit ever. Oh, and people were wondering this whole time, and this is what makes it funny. Actually, I don't want to ruin this surprise. I don't want to ruin this surprise. I'm going to tell you what he's doing, though, and I can see it clearly in his day. I'm like, that's fucking genius. Um, but I'll explain what he's doing because it's people don't understand it. They're bitching about it, and they're like, why would he do it like this? And I'm like, I can tell you why he's doing it. Anyway, I'll talk about it. We're going to talk about it on the show. I'm going to explain to you. The strategy from my perception, my my fucking like understanding of what is going on and why it's so genius. It's always it's just Trump, man. This is what Trump does. So we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the non-indictment and how there's a correlation with him not getting indicted and Ron DeSanctimonious taking an absolute beating in the polls one by one by one by one brutal it's absolutely brutal i'm gonna talk about it on today's broadcast we're gonna have some fun today a very we're very uh today is gonna be a, a, a mellow day and by mellow i mean we're just gonna kind of go off the cuff today we're gonna have some fun i got a few different stories i want to touch on different kind of subjects i want to hit on that we don't normally hit on and uh we'll have some fun okay we'll have some fun how are you guys how's everybody doing you guys good seems like everybody's in a good mood tiffy's down here she's not in a good mood i see you honey I, you guys, give Tiffy some love. She's feeling a little needy. I see you. She's like, Randy, notice me. I see you. I know. That's our, that's our staff. She's, she's, uh, she's down there having a conniption during her lunch break or some shit. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, we got a big show for you guys. We'll have some fun today. It's going to be a good broadcast. Uh, got a lot of love from yesterday's show. Not a lot of it was public. But man, my DMs were busy. I got fucking busy in my DMs. And I appreciate I want everybody of uh, influence and relevance who slid into my DMs to thank me for what I am doing and how effective I am doing it. 
Thank you. I appreciate the support and the kind words. Um, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. All right. We'll just keep going. It's going to be, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> anyway, we've got a big show for you guys today, but first let's do a little MAGA commerce. Okay. Actually, you know what? I can't lie. No, I can't do it. I, I, okay. All right. I got slight OCD. Okay. The op the opener thing's really bothering me because I didn't get the, like, the part with the very end. It's my favorite part of the whole thing. It, I, would you guys be upset if I play the opener all the way through again? I, I just, I, I don't like that it just cut off at the last five seconds. It just, it really threw me off. And I just, I, I don't want to go forward until I get the end. What do you guys think? <laughs> We're doing it. It's my show. This golden galleon may be a rare coin, but what would a gorilla want with it? It's not a gorilla, sir. It's... <gasps> it's Mr. Dilly. Billy Show is taped before a live studio audience. <laughs> See, you need that part. I needed the, It feels so much. Doesn't that feel better? That feels totally better. Uh, thank you for, for humoring me. God, I love that opener. Good job. Magical Trevor, Rick Parma. Fucking love you guys. All right. How you guys doing? Oh, oh God. What an incredible uh, 24 hours, huh? I'm going to be straight up with you. Yesterday might have been, listen, there's a lot of things that have happened in my life that, that uh, make it sort of, sort of like, uh, it's like a movie, all right? There's things that happen. One of them was that, obviously, right there. President Donald J. Trump writing me a personal letter and signing it, thanking me and my team for our efforts uh, on the State of the Union um, I guess, correction squad, if you will, correcting the record squad. <laughs> but, uh, you know, getting that in, in a thank you from President Trump is incredible. These signed hats, and the meme team's going to lose it when theirs arrive. Also, these are things that just blow you away. But I got to tell you, President Trump using my Rob DeSantis joke yesterday in a fucking official Trump press release. It might be the coolest thing I've ever had, especially because somebody, somebody from uh, inside the circles sent me a DM with the screenshot from uh, from the the press release with a wink face, and he was the first person beside the besides the memers. I had reached out to this person. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna start trolling the fuck out of these people with by calling him Rob DeSantis or other names." Obviously, we came up with a whole bunch. 
And that was on March 14th, and a little over a week later, <laughs> we get we get Rob DeSantis in a press release, which I think is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. I was laughing so hard. And uh, so I appreciate it. I appreciate Team Trump. I love you guys. You're doing a great job over there. Seriously, it's, you're running like a well-oiled machine. Obviously, we all know when you have a boss that is that fucking cool and that is that authentic with that many good ideas, it, he makes all of our lives better. But still, Team Trump is crushing it. All of us right now, I look across the, the, uh, the landscape and it's hitting on all cylinders, man. We love this country. The best people who work on this camp campaign are doing it for love of country. They're all just all about that. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The most influential heavy hitters in Team Trump are very young people. And I think that's, that is a reason to give you a lot of hope. Everybody plays their part. Obviously, you got to have all age demographics. You're running a, a presidential, you know, nationwide, all ages campaign. But I'm going to tell you guys. The only reason that we're have, getting to participate this time around, this is our third time, this time around we're getting to participate at a much higher level because the young people get it. This show is going to be their conservative future talk show. I'm telling you right now, that is who we are growing with uh, in leaps and bounds. That is who's advocating for this show. We didn't win over some 55-year-old uh, Trump campaign surrogate. We won over... Gen Zers who were like, this is your messaging. This is the guy that you have do the fun stuff, okay? It's the young people that are advocating for us and our message and how we do it, and they get it, and I fucking love them. And uh, I think you guys really, just make sure you say thank you. you. ever get a chance to come across some of these young Trump supporters, specifically people with the campaign or super PACs, make sure you say thank you to them because they're killing it. And they, they genuinely love this country. They're very, very patriotic. And we're very lucky to have them on our, our team. So, so yeah. So, we're having a good time, man. It, it, yesterday was a high. I'm not, like I said, I lost my shit. Especially when I got that fucking wink face with a screenshot. I'm like, what? What? And he's like, ah? And I'm like, dude, you did it. You actually did it. And uh, I was just pissed at myself. It was funny as hell. Um, crazy times right now. President Trump, obviously, we've got this situation with... Uh, Alvin, nothing to brag about. <laughs> anyway, I, credit to Laura Ingram for that absolutely incredible joke. But uh, President Trump was something rare last night. He he kind of knows he's got him he's got them all fucked right. They're all fucked, and and I'm gonna talk about what he's doing right now. In a, this is my opinion. This is, no one's telling me this. No one's saying to me, hey, Brendan, this is what he's trying to do. I'm just going to break it off what I think he's doing. One of the complaints coming from spe specifically um, mouth-breathing, scum-fuck, uh, fake conservatives, specifically people who, like, support Ron DeSantis or uh, who are never Trump, or maybe they're associated with, like, that fucking idiot, uh, shill, uh, thieving scumbag, Benny Johnson. Maybe, maybe those kinds of people. Let me explain what these people are doing. What they're doing is they're complaining that President Trump continues to pummel their candidate, who's essentially their payday, and they're like, oh, why are you doing this? You should be attacking the left. Why are you attacking DeSantis? Okay, so these fucking losers 
They're they're upset because Trump is pummeling Ron DeSantis while facing an indictment from a fucking Soros DA. And you might be wondering, well, why? What me? What's their Dilly? I can understand why is he attacking the left more than Ron DeSantis? Because let me tell you, because he knows they've got nothing, and he knows that everything he puts out this week including the news that they're going to put him in a fucking, uh, they're going to indict him this week, draws attention from everywhere in the world, all over. Left, the right, the middle, never Trump, always Trump. Everyone's eyeballs are on this idea that they've got Donald Trump and they're going to indict him. And so he has a captive audience And that captive audience is there because they believe he's going to continue to reveal, oh my God, I'm going down in flames. They're going to arrest me. Some of them are like, tell me you're not going to get arrested. But everybody is there because they want to hear about this thing. They're like, this is my main reason, right? I'm here for this. And when you hold the media hostage with something like this, because it is the biggest story in America, you essentially can now deliver that captive audience anything. So here's what's going on. He knows he's not going to go to jail. He knows that Alvin Bragg has not a goddamn shred of evidence suggesting that President Trump did anything wrong. He knows that this guy is a scumbag and that this guy is not a very good lawyer and he's outmaneuvered him already. Doesn't mean he won't indict Trump, which would be, I mean, at this point would be hilarious. But it means that President Trump's like, you are little nothing, okay? But the hoopla surrounding Alvin Bragg and what he has done for Donald Trump, which is essentially draw in every media outlet in America to cover this front to back nonstop. And so what Trump has decided is, well, you are all here to hear about this While you're here, I'd like to talk to you about this asshole right here. And he has a captive max. This is probably going to be the maximum biggest audience that he will get during this, uh, probably this spring. Like there's not, they're not going to have a lot of reasons to go to Trump until the primaries really heat up later on when they start doing debates. But right now, this is the scandal that's drawing everybody who has checked out of politics for a while back in they're like i gotta come back in and see what's happening oh well they're actually gonna arrest him what oh trump put out a statement what did he say and then you're like what did he say what did he say and then he says this ron de sanctimonious is running without running he's doing this to subvert election law run 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 others have done it before though so i can't really blame him but he should take a look at his polls which are crashing like few people have seen before that's because he's merely an average republican governor who has great public relations, far better than deserved. When you look at the Florida numbers compared to other states, you will not be impressed. I will release them later in the day. (laughs) So everyone sits by with bated breath for President Trump to say something, and what they get is... Yeah, I'm not going to discuss whether I am or am not getting indicted, but check this out. Ron DeSanctimonious sucks. I mean, that's just, this is A-grade professional trolling. Beating the you-know-what. Oh, wait, that's the wrong clip. Damn it, Brendan. God, 
I didn't label my clip. Where's my clip? Oh, no. I'm missing something. Hold on. I'm missing something. What the shit? I hate when I'm missing something. This is serious, you guys. I'm missing something super important. I'm so... Mm, this happens. Hold, please. Everybody just sit by. I had a clip that was relevant and fun, and I was going to play it for you, and I don't know why the fuck it didn't upload. Hold on. So annoying. Just so annoying. Hold on. I am not moving forward until I get to play my clip. It was super good. It's a dank meme. I'm not moving forward until it's done. I tell you what, man. Production issues all day. Been having tech problems now for a couple of months. Random bullshit. Let's see here. No, it's not the one where... God, boy, the people were really... Uh, they were horrified by the uh, Phantom Shadow meme from yesterday, right? People were... That was super upsetting. There it is. Okay. I don't know why this clip didn't load, but I'm not happy about it. So what happens to you do your own production on the show. It's fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? No, I'm not moving forward. I'm, no, you're staying right here. Well, we're going to get our damn meme. It was relevant. It's funny. Someone school the new guy on not sending me files that are 184 megs, please. Can you guys do that meme team? Thank you. We love the new guy. He's got talent coming out the ears. Dude doesn't know how to use handbrake yet. He's like, here you go. Here's a 184 fucking meg meme. I'm like, oh, great. I can't wait for your next fucking gigabyte dais. Your magna opus. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> the new guy's like, here, I made a dank meme. I'm like, you sure did. It's fucking as thick as the Bible. Thank you. We try to upload this thing. Fucking my whole fucking Dropbox is full now. Can you imagine that? <laughs> hey, full disclosure, we brought in another memer. Actually, you guys, give him a fucking uh, round of applause here. Not a bot memes. He's in DLive right now. That's right. Yeah, he's a youngster. He killed it. Not a bot memes has joined the, uh, the Dilly meme team. We are going strong. Uh, I added him on our list. So if you guys are looking for his dank memes, he is on the Twitter list for the Dilly meme team show. And uh, you guys can... You guys can uh, share his stuff and retweet him. Yeah, don't worry, fucker. I'm still uploading your absolutely massive file. It's totally fine. No, it's great, dude. We, uh, he wanted his fucking welcome. He's like, ah! it's not about the beam. It's about the size of the beam. Oh, my God. Hold on. I'll get you in here. You guys, it's almost done loading. Oh, there you go. Now it's pretty God it actually plays. You never know. You never know with technology. I don't care. I'll fill. Just fill. You call this filling. Most people shit themselves when this happens. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah, it worked. Mainstream media is like, oh my God, what do I say? Our video appears to not be working right now. We're going to go to commercial. I'm not. I'm going to hold you hostage until we get it just right. Okay, I promise it's worth the wait, though. You guys ready? It's fun. We had it on Twitter yesterday, and uh, he did a hell of a job from uh, not a buy. Here you go. <laughs> Trump said, you're fired. I love it. What is this? A, a meatball? 
Wouldn't you like to know? worth the wait he really built a beat around that motherfucker's terrible laugh <laughs> i told you it was worth it dude they team meatballs uh they're getting bodied so hard right now and i almost i almost hold on i gotta fucking pull up something that literally had me on the ground this morning i was like there's no way this can't be real life and it was it was real life are you guys ready for a headline that you never thought you'd see given the the amount of shit posting we've done so far so first of all president trump Hitting Team Meatball right in the fucking, between the eyes. Hitting old Rob. But dude, wait till you see this headline. This is amazing. <laughs> Guess who they've hired to solve the problem, everybody? You guys, don't worry. We're going to turn this ship around. And there's one man who knows how to turn the ship around when you're going head-to-head uh, -head against Donald Trump in a primary. DeSantis aligned pack staffs up, bringing on... Ted Cruz campaign manager, Jeff Rowe. <laughs> yeah, this is totally going to go well. No, 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 no. I think it's a good idea. Here we go. Now, here's what you should. <laughs> Fucking. There you go, buddy. That's a that's the right move. You know, if you ever are in a uh, primary with Donald Trump and want to get curb stomped, you hire Ted Cruz's campaign manager, Jeff Rowe. This is ex This was really smart. Was Jeff Rowe the genius that told uh, fucking uh, Rob to go and talk to Piers Morgan? You can't make this up. This has been the joke I've been making and the meme team has been making for three fucking months. And then they went and did it. Did we meme this into reality? We literally have been threatening to turn you into Ted Cruz and you went and hired his fucking campaign manager? This guy's instincts are absolutely horrendous. It's so adorable now. You can't see Rob DeSantis as anything other than Team Meatball Rhino. Like, he's done. Dude, he nuked himself. He nuked himself so badly. You went and did exactly what we said you'd do. Fuck. You want to know why? All right. This is one of the things that's fascinating, and it's a fascinating dichotomy that we got going right now in America when it comes to politics. What none, none of these people in politics remember and they haven't learned. Dude, who's Donald Trump's team spending in, in a, an excessive amount of time on? You'll see the difference, watch, I'll explain. Who are they courting? Who's team Trump really courting? They're doing 2024 the way they did 2016. Who is he courting right now? President Trump is a businessman. He's an outsider. And what he's doing is he's grabbing the most incredible talent he can find. And he doesn't give a shit where they're coming from. They're not coming from the beltway. They're not coming from DC. 
He's literally using the same business model and approach that I would use because I'm using his. I learned it from him, which is we are outside of the Beltway and we are independent. So we go and we got like, like the squad that we roll with right now. When you talk about like the, the meme team, you understand nobody can counter meme us, right? They can't because we have the best of the fucking best and they, they are literally a well-oiled well machine. We, they have stayed working together day in and day out, day in and day out for fucking three years now, since, since 2020, 2021. And so what's happened is you have this well-oiled machine with people who are outside of politics. These are normal people outside of politics with extraordinary gifts. So President Trump is courting people like this sending them the signed hats, saying thank you, giving them their clout, saying you guys are really what my campaign, you guys are doing a great job of the messaging, hiring Gen Zers, hiring all these really young, youthful people in the private sector. And what's happened is they, the stiffs, like De Sanctimonious, you keep hiring people from in that same bullshit world. And those people are lame. They're not interesting and they're not creative. They're bad at this counter, you know, fucking argument. And so President Trump, like I said, the, the 2024 campaign is, dude, it is leaps ahead of where I think either of the other campaigns. I think 2020 was uh, really difficult to gauge because of the pandemic. 2016 was incredible because it was just a, it was such a, tr like a, a boots on the ground, the Trump family transversing America with Donald Trump and, and this is so different and, and it's really impressive. It's really, really impressive. And they continue to make the same mistakes that you would expect a bunch of fucking Harvard grad, you know, Ivy League douchebag lawyers to make. This is why their team is quiet. They don't ever, they don't have a counterpoint to us making hilarious shit about Rob DeSantis. All they can do is complain and be like, this isn't very conservative. It's like, fuck you. you know, fuck you. That doesn't matter. We don't care. We're not trying to pass your beer, your purity test. You guys, gotta, you guys got somebody? Okay, I got somebody over here. No worries. I'll deal with your... There you go. There's one. That one's gone. You guys got trolls? Oh, you got a little trolling. They got, they got trolls over on Rumble today, guys. Don't worry. Took out at least one of them. There might be more. You guys got any other ones? Or did I get the only one? Is that it? There might be at least one other person on here. But he, he, they, they always run away when I show up, right? They always run away when I show up. Which takes the fun out of it. Anyway. All right. I'll come back to that in a second. Anyway, Team Meatball pretty much doing exactly what you'd you would think that they wouldn't do, right? And uh, they hired fucking Ted Cruz as fucking campaign manager. I just can't. All right, so here's the smoking gun from last night. President Trump, Jesus, this is what he's been sitting on. He's just laughing about it. Wow, look what was just found. It's a letter from Cohen's lawyer. So this is Michael Cohen's lawyer who wrote this letter to the Federal Election Commission. This is totally exculpatory and must end the Manhattan District Attorney's witch hunt immediately. Cohen admits that he did it himself. The DA should get on with prosecuting violent criminals 
so people can walk down the sidewalks of New York without being murdered. President Trump just fired this thing off all casual like last night, and I really appreciate the way he delivers a uh, tactical nuke of this proportion. He's just like, hey, look what I found, guys. So here we go. Highly confidential. This is, uh, this is from the law firm of McDermott, Will, and Emery. This is to the Federal Election Commission Office of Complaints, Examination, and Legal Administration. So very formal. And here's what the letter says. So this is this is pretty much game, set, match, uh, if you're honest. Dear Mr. Jones, I'm writing on behalf of my client, Michael Cohen, in response to your letter dated January 30th, 2018. Specifically, this letter responds to the complaint numbered MUR7313, which was filed with the Federal Election Commission by Common Cause and Paul S. Ryan. Now, I don't know if that's Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan, but maybe. In a private transaction in 2016, before the U.S. presidential election, Mr. Cohen used his own personal funds to facilitate a payment of $130,000 to Miss Stephanie Clifford. That's Stormy Daniels. Neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was a party to the transaction with Miss Clifford and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. Contrary to the allegations in complaint in the complaint, which are entirely speculative, neither Mr. Cohen nor Essential Consultants LLC made any in-kind contributions to Donald J. Trump for president, Inc., or any other presidential campaign committee. Mr. Cohen has not been a government employee during any of the relevant time period. The payment in question does not constitute a campaign contribution or expenditure, and therefore the FEC lacks jurisdiction over this matter. The complaints have not and cannot present any evidence to the contrary. The complainants, rather. Accordingly, the complaint should be dismissed. Please contact me at your earliest convenience if you have any questions regarding this letter. Um, yeah. That's it. There's, that's it. That's the end of your, your fishing expedition. This letter is Cohen himself saying, I didn't get the money from Trump. I didn't get reimbursed from Trump. I'm the one who paid Stormy Daniels. I mean, there's, that's it. That's the end of your conversation on the matter. There's not another discussion to be had here. And yet the DA is still clinging to hope that Donald Trump uh, will be indicted by this grand jury. Now, mind you, the grand jury didn't have that document. Now, they might have it now after Cohen's lawyer went in and testified in front of him and brought the documents, but that's it. As far as I'm concerned, that is it. That is a lawyer speaking on behalf of his client in 2018 and setting the record permanently on this exact subject. There's nothing there, and they know it, and President Trump never paid Stormy... The, the weird thing about the Stormy Daniels situation is we have, we have that from Cohen admitting that was my own money, right? So you have, you have Cohen saying Donald Trump never paid off Stormy Daniels. I paid off Stormy Daniels in, in a legal document that was a part of another investigation and, and 
it's done. It's filed. It's over with, right? So you have that. And then on the other side of this payoff, right, you have the, you have Cohen saying, I paid her off. It was my money. And then on the other side of this, you have Stormy Daniels with a sworn affidavit in court that says, I have never had sex with Donald Trump. I've met him a couple of times in a public setting, and he was nothing but a gentleman and professional with me. So you have the person who they're saying received a payoff for a, a scandal saying, I've never done anything. I've only met the guy a couple of times. And then you have the lawyer who's, your, who's trying to testify to something different now in writing saying, nah, I paid the bitch off. That's it. You got nothing here. You got nothing. Michael Cohen was paying off Stormy Daniels probably because he was the one banging Stormy Daniels. I mean, this isn't really complicated. And what Cohen was paying her for is really irrelevant to anything. He's a fucking weird little weeble wobble. He's probably getting fucking piped, dude. He's probably getting pegged by Stormy Daniels. Some crazy shit. 130 grand? Yeah. Cohen's like, hey, thanks. I don't know. What do smarmy little fucking sleazeball attorneys pay porn stars for? This isn't rocket science. Donald Trump wasn't involved in anything that they were doing. But Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels clearly had a relationship of some kind that uh, uh, led to him forking over 130 grand. That's it. Not complicated. But that's it. It's in black and white. And I think that's the document that went to the DA's office. And I, I'm pretty sure this is what the other, what, what Michael Cohen's lawyer, the one who wrote that letter, he brought it with him testifying in front of this grand jury two days ago, Monday. And so at this point, I don't know how you can move forward at all because it's, you're, de- you're dead in the water. You're dead in the water. And the only thing that's happened, and this is what I want you guys to really wrap your minds around. Did President Trump lose money over this situation in the last seven days since we became aware of it? No. Has President Trump lost any support? No, the opposite. Has President Trump lost any sleep? Probably not. Has he lost any momentum to Team Meatball DeSantis? No. If no matter what angle you look at the circumstance from, President Trump has turned it into a massive victory in all aspects of his life. It has reaffirmed his positions on the deep state attempting to take him out with erroneous, like nonsensical, illegal allegations, bullshit prosecution, prosecutorial misconduct, essentially. (coughs) So you've proved up there's a deep state with this scandal. You dropped Rob DeSantis probably another five to six points in the polls during this time period because of how Rob handled it. You yourself went up another five to six points. So really it's like a net 10 point swing in the last seven days. And I haven't gotten to see the fundraising for the last week, but I would venture a guess that it is through the roof. Thank you, fake news. Thank you, corrupt judiciary. Thank you, Rob DeSantis. Every single one of these things has put President Trump into the driver's seat. And there's more going on here. And this is an actual, this is a President Trump um, 
not just strategy, but theory. Like, it's a ph philosophy, okay? It's a President Trump philosophy. So here's what I want you guys to know also. One of the things that he's doing to desanctimonious is bodying him so hard, so badly, that there were other people the GOP was pushing to get in this race who were saying, fuck that. You gotta understand, Rob DeSantis is playing a very risky, um, a risky hand. You, you don't have a better platform for president than Donald Trump. He's way ahead of you there. He's, he's been dedicating all of his brain power to making America great again the last two years. What is the foundation of my next campaign? What are my talking points? What is Agenda 47? So he is completely crisp in his presentation and he's ahead of everybody. So that's number one. Number two, he's got a war chest. He hasn't even begun hitting the campaign trail yet as far as like rallies go. You haven't even had to see the visual of 10, 20, 30, 50,000 people showing up to listen to him speak. He's got that going for himself. But he is also bludgeoning people who are sitting in office. Like one of the people that was floated and he was on TV this morning. Man, he wasn't carrying himself the same way he did before. And he sure as shit didn't get asked any questions the way he would have before. And that is Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina up until about 90 days ago, the GOP, establishment GOP, wanted him to get in this race. They were like, oh my God, you got the right temperament. You got the right, we've got all the counterpoints. You've got the right politics. You got the right approval rating in South Carolina. It's a key state. You're gonna, you, we, can get, we think you can get out there and beat Trump. What do you think Tim Scott's thinking right now? Tim Scott's looking going, fuck that? Why? He's look, I can see it on his face this morning when they're interviewing him on Fox. He was like, nope, <laughs> nope. He's looking at that. He's looking, everybody is looking at Rob DeSantis as a cautionary tale. And this is the Donald Trump philosophy. When someone does you dirty, someone backstabs you, someone fucks you over, you've got to punch their fucking lights out to such a degree you send a message to everyone else who's ever considered fucking you over. Rob DeSantis betrayed Trump and he's getting everything in the magazine from Trump, both barrels all the way. He's going to empty the entire magazine into Rob DeSantis's campaign. And by doing it, he's going to kill off the Nikki Haley campaign. He's going to kill the Tim Scott campaign. He's going to kill the Mike Pompeo campaign. He's going to kill any Mike Pence camp campaign. Every single conservative Republican who got who took a Trump endorsement is now sitting on the sidelines going, this will end my career. I don't want to get involved in this. And he's not going to stop. He is going to bury DeSantis to, until DeSantis is kissing his ass in November of 2024 and phone banking. I'm telling you right now, Tim Scott, how could you not look online? What do you think the value is of trolling? Imagine you're a representative 
and these shit posters show up underneath your fucking tweets and they're literally sending the message to you hey man we're watching you too motherfucker where's your support for trump and you're getting ratioed by them do you understand like the psychological effect of constantly seeing constituents like sliding in with memes and videos and fucking <coughs> and they're overwhelming whoever you usually correspond with on social media so you just get it and you go fuck this dude i don't want any part of these people i just want them to stop picking on me president trump's not gonna have to intimidate anyone else he doesn't have to call up tim scott and go hey dude i endorsed you what the fuck's your problem he's not gonna say that all he's gonna do is just basically put rob DeSantis into the fucking figure four leg lock and he's doing it in front of everybody and he's just like i ain't letting go I'm not letting go of it. I'm not letting go of him. If if DeSantis never had to rely on President Trump to get elected, I don't know that this would be going this way. The biggest mistake DeSantis made was taking an endorsement and essentially relying on an endorsement to get to win and then thinking that in two short years or four short years, you somehow won over that person's fan base. I've watched this happen countless times in new media as people who built their brands around supporting Donald Trump and then backstabbed him. And one by one, they all fail. They all fail. They all shrink to nothing. They always do this. All of them. And the only ones that ever survive and, and who understand, oh shit, loyalty matters, those people all rise. You watch it in politics, you watch it in media, and you can turn on Trump and good luck, but all you're gonna do is alienate your own base. I keep asking this question and no, nobody inside of Team DeSantis can answer it. How does Rob DeSantis win the Republican nomination without catering and winning over Trump supporters? I welcome any Team Meatball fucking supporter or surrogate in any capacity to explain to me the mathematical path to the nomination if you back out Trump supporters who are loyal to Trump how do you do it without getting me to think you're a better option than Trump forget traditional never Trump people I'll, I'll give you them assuming that they want to essentially support a loser but how do you get to the nomination without trying to convince us that you are just like Trump or a better option than Trump? This is why yesterday I said what I said, that the only way to beat Trump is you have to literally kiss his ass and then offer better solutions than he, you had to, you have to out Trump him. You have to say, yes, I respect and appreciate everything this man has sacrificed for my campaign and America and what he did for me. However, I believe I have better solutions than he does and it's the only reason I'm running. I just simply, it's not personal. It's not about loyalty. I just believe that my solutions are superior to his and then you have to present them. And then the public gets to decide, okay, you do or you don't. It's the only fucking way you can beat Trump. And even then you can't because his solutions are the real solutions. Whatever you're going to offer, unfortunately, is either going to be 
just like what he's like. This is where the genius of rolling out Agenda 47 so early was. People was like, people were like, why is Donald Trump rolling out his platform so early? Dude, because now if you try to offer up anything that looks even remotely close to what he's offering, you're going to get accused of ripping off his platform, and you will be. It was genius. He's like, hey, I'm launching early. People are like, oh, he's launching way too early. Oh, really? He's launching his fucking campaign early. He launched his platform early. He launched his... And you look and you're like, oh, shit. He beat everybody to the punch because politicians are fucking lazy. And so what are you going to do? Like, honest to God, how is, how is Roy DeSantis, how is he going to offer us anything on, let's say, foreign policy that's more attractive and more proven than Donald Trump? Just start there. Like, what, what could DeSantis say to you, the voter, that Donald Trump hasn't already said about what he's going to do that you're going to go, oh, shit, I believe him? Nothing. There's n- he can't do it. There's nothing there. You can't beat him on border because he's the one who built 90% of the border wall and he's going to finish it. So you're not going to beat him on fucking uh, 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 you know, safety here at home and border policy. And you're not going to beat him on foreign policy. How are you going to beat him on economic policy? Anybody? I'm telling you, he rolled out a genius platform before everyone else and they're all America first and you can't, you don't, what, like, what is Rob DeSantis going to offer? The only thing he's got is, I don't say mean tweets. That's it. You're running on, I don't have mean tweets, and my state's doing pretty good. That's your whole platform. At the end of the day, you're not America first. You're not MAGA. You're just a guy that is like, uh, my state's doing really good. Okay. It's doing really good according to me. And I also won't tolerate certain. You guys really want to get red pilled on something? Watch this. I'm about to break you off something super, super serious. And uh, you guys are need to pay attention. Here we go. Here's the deal. Let me explain something. We always talk about Republicans. We talk about Democrats and we talk about the unit party. And now I'm going to red pill you on how you know when somebody is actually America first or MAGA versus when somebody's an establishment shill. This is the, the best kept secret in all of politics. I'm going to tell you something that's going to shock you. You guys ready? The Uniparty legitimately doesn't give a fuck about the culture. Okay? Let me explain. Democrat leadership. Now, hear what I'm saying to you. Democrat, Democrat leadership, 
I'm going to name five things they actually don't give a fuck, and neither does Republican leadership, and I'll show you the way that they volley back and forth to keep you from looking at what they do care about. Republicans and Democrat leaders on both sides of the aisle don't give a fuck about abortion. They don't care. Both sides of the aisle for years jockeyed back and forth on this without making any headway in any form because they actually don't give a fuck about it. Secondly, they don't give a fuck about the LGBTQ agenda on either side of the aisle. Don't care. They don't give a shit. Republican leadership, Democrat leadership genuinely don't give a fuck about that. They don't care about your civil freedoms and whether or not you're being spied on by tech companies or being censored. They don't care. They do not give a fuck about cultural rot or cultural repair. That's the volley back and forth. Republicans tell you we're going to turn it back to the country it used to be. Democrats tell you we're going to make it more inclusive and progressive. Neither side gives a shit. And the reason that they can go back and forth between Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, Obama, fucking Biden, DeSantis, Paul Ryan. The reason they can go back and forth is because those issues they pretend to care about each other on. This is what they debate. They debate domestic policy that they don't actually give a shit about. They let you have your little fucking crumbs. You're like, mm, we got critical race theory out of the classroom. Mm. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. Critical race theory, they give it to the Democrats for two years to indoctrinate your children. Then they give it to the Republicans for two years to fucking stop the whole thing. Ah, we saved the kids. The Uniparty doesn't give a fuck about the culture war back and forth. They just let you do it and they tell you you're winning. Here's what they care about and what they agree on. The Uniparty agrees on foreign policy. What they'll debate on foreign policy, this is how you know. The foreign policy debate is never, should we go in or should we stay home? It's how much should we go in or how little should we go in? Foreign policy, they're all on the same side, just at varying degrees. They're like, I think we should totally invade Ukraine. They're like, no, let's just give them 100 billion. And at the end of the day, you fall into one of those extremes and they win. Foreign policy, the Uniparty agrees on. You understand? They agree completely on foreign policy. Fiscal policy, they absolutely agree on. They argue about semantics and bullshit and spending, but they all inject pork into their bills and they uniparty both fundamentally agree on that aspect. This is why before Donald Trump came along, you only had slight tweaks in America back and forth for 20 years. It was really very hard to delineate between the two shits, fucking garbage sides. They let you debate domestic policy because it doesn't matter to them. Because they all they want to do is run fiscal policy nonstop around you, and then they need to be able to run the war machine globally on the foreign policy. So pay attention because anytime a, a fucking Congress member tries to take you back to, well, uh, I'm a staunch anti, I was anti-abortion. It's like, okay, that's great. What did you do about my money going to Ukraine? Well, uh, all of them do it. If you talk to them and you, you, it only takes a little while before you realize, holy shit, they deliberately give us 
wins and losses, both sides, depending who's in power, on domestic cultural issues so that you feel like you made progress while simultaneously agreeing on spending and foreign policy to keep you completely stuck and fucked. That's what they're actually doing. That's what they actually care about. And this is why DeSantis, when they bring up America first, he always goes back to trying to stop critical race theory or trying to stop uh, the, the COVID overreach. And it's like all this domestic shit that's almost inane and, and almost irrelevant within the greater context. And that's when you ask him on fiscal policy or you ask him on foreign policy, he falls apart. Because he's like, I can only... I only have clips of me standing up and saying, oh, you're just trying to put words in my mouth about critical race theory and you want to indoctrinate my kid. That's all his clips are him focused on (coughs) inane cultural fucking like slight deviations. It's all posturing on an issue that allows him to gaslight you. I stood up to critical race. I stood up to Disney. They were doing things no you didn't no you didn't anybody paying attention knows you're using a bunch of easy to remember gaslighting bullshit topics so that i don't ask you would you pull us out of every foreign affair how much spending would you allow on a foreign front how much money should ukraine get they don't want you to ask that they don't want you to ask about sound money or taxes that's the truth. The Uniparty gives you, the fucking poor person, the normal taxpaying American, slight varying degrees of victory on both sides of the aisle domestically, so long as you never, ever question their decision-making politically on, on foreign fronts or financially. That's it. So there you go. That's the explanation. Does that help? That explanation help make sense of things? Always pay attention to what pe- what the foreign policy and the financial, the, the uh, fiscal policy is of your favorite candidate. Because ultimately, that's what drives this country. Otherwise, they just keep you stuck in the middle arguing about whether or not you can do this, that, or the other. And it's all benign, small shit. Got it? Okay, good. All right, so there's this video that Lauren Eve came across. And I got to be honest with you. I'm a fan of innovation, okay? I'm a fan of innovation. I'm not necessarily, it doesn't really matter where it comes from, but this invention sure would have been cool had he come out with it a couple of years ago during COVID. But I wanted to share it with you guys so I think you guys like to see innovative, you know, just new things and different things that people do. So Lauren found this one and this guy's uh, got a very unique invention. I think my wife will really get a kick out of this. This is a, seems like a Randy device if I ever saw one created this personalized air filter for people that really care about the air that they breathe. At the top here are two plugs that go into your nose that, uh, that filter the air coming in. There's holes at the, in the bottom of it, and uh, when you open it, there's a little, little filter on the inside that can, be, that can be exchanged out. Breaths of fresh air in the future with one purchase of one of these air filters comes a free armband that says, I'm the solution, as in I'm the solution to pollution. Is there a problem right now? According to the EPA, roughly 82% 
of greenhouse gases is contributed by carbon dioxide. We, as humans, exhale carbon dioxide. So I think to help the planet a little bit better is getting rid of about five, six million people. And the people that still don't believe that air pollution is a problem, what we can do is gather those people up, put them inside of little rooms, and fill it with the toxic greenhouse gases to give them kind of a feel of, you know, what it's like to breathe in that gas. And then they'll they'll want to join us for sure. And if they don't want to do it, we'll do it by force if necessary. We start with Poland. And then we get up to... Dude, that's really well done. It's <laughs> really well done there at the end, dude. The punchline on that one is... <laughs> and if they won't do it, we'll do it by force, so we'll start with Poland. <laughs> that's good comedy. I'm sorry, you can't find good comedy anymore, and that guy was brilliant. Now... The irony of me uh, grabbing that. Hold on. <clears throat> oh. Oh. <coughs> Hold on. I had another clip. Oh, sorry. God damn it. Where's my other clip? Is my other clip not on here either? Nothing is on here. I swear. I don't know where it went. God damn it. I wanted to do a whole invention segment, and I had another one, and now I got to go fucking hunting for it like an asshole. I'm so upset right now. I mean, just hang on. There's another. I have more inventions. I want to do a whole invention segment. We just, I want to get away from just the normal drivel that we always have, you know, politics and whatnots, and I thought I'd give you some invention stuff. Let me find. There you go. Okay, there it is. I found it. I got it. Everybody, just calm down. Hopefully it'll play. Because Ma Magical Trevor had his own invention idea that's, that he found that I thought was equally as good. Hold on, let me grab it. Gosh. All right, there it is. All right. So listen. So there was that young man, and he has his air filter idea, but this guy also had an idea, and uh, I liked his idea as well. This one was a really good one as well. Hold on. I'm, I'm keying it up for you guys. It's important that we stay connected to the, like what's happening, okay? So this young man also had an in invention, and I thought it was pretty cool. He, uh, oddly enough, does work for NASA. This is a bigger, a little bit better, like he's a little more well-funded than the last guy, which the last one was obviously a homemade kind of situation. This one is a little more professional, but it is exciting because it is NASA, and NASA is always cutting edge with most of what they come up with, right? So check this out. NASA urine recycler, test one, sample one. It's the first water we've got out of the machine. This will allow astronauts to recycle their urine and sweat into beautiful, clean, clear drinking water. First sample, transparency, subpar. Ugh. Oh, that's just piss. That's just straight up piss. Smell. Urine-y, and, uh... Ah! Damn it! Oh, that's piss! I don't know why I have to drink it. It's piss. It's, uh, it's yellow. 
That's piss all the way down to the bottom. <sighs> ah. Results have not been promising. Edison, you know, it took him like thousands of tries to find the right filament for a light bulb. And maybe we're being idiots, or maybe we're... Ah, oh, that's piss! I'll just see who drinks it. I'm not gonna drink it. I can sit here all fucking day. You drink it! Ah. Do we even have a machine? Are we just pissing into this bottle? <laughs> that would go great with a cheeseburger if you like drinking piss with your cheeseburger. Hey, that's not bad. Like a glass of water that a friend pissed a little bit into. <laughs> we made water! Somebody give me a glass of piss! I want to celebrate! you're welcome that was magical trevor we we want to do an invention segment i thought that was a really good invention segment thank you trev that was that was a, <laughs> hey, that ain't bad that tastes like a glass of water that a friend pissed a little bit into <laughs> sometimes you just gotta pull stuff from the internet because the internet is smarter than tv you guys know that right like you guys know that the internet is way funnier way smarter it's still amazing to me that the internet like the the production houses for regular television never figured out the vast brilliance that is the internet. It's incredible to me they never did it. I just sat by for twenty years as I watched these idiots miss out on the most basic and absolutely hysterical creative talent, and they're just like, "No, nah, we'll just keep feeding people shitty." That was brilliant. That's genius. Do we even have a machine? <laughs> Hey, you're just drinking piss. It's fine. All right. Well, I know we started out kind of dunking on Team Meatball, and I'm going to keep going because it's actually shocking. Like I said yesterday, incredible mistakes being made all over. But this might be one of the biggest mistakes. I, again, I don't know what the point of this is. I'm going to be honest with you. This is the dumbest fucking campaign I've ever seen. And this answer he gave is one of the worst things I've ever seen. You guys ready? Listen, there's a lot of things that that Rob DeSantis said just in the clips of that interview that were dumb and should end his campaign. But this one is probably the worst. Are you guys ready? All 71 million of you at least. DeSantis said Trump should have given up power like George Washington after election loss and January 6th. Florida governor takes a dig at rival for trying to overturn the election instead of acting like a founding father. <sighs> Team Meatball's official position on the 2020 election is that there was no election fraud. I'm just letting you know, the guy that's trying to convince you he is a MAGA alternative is telling you that the 2020 election was totally clean. This headline might actually be one of the worst I've seen. The, he doesn't actually know anything about Trump's base. 71 million people voted, minimum voted for Donald Trump. Maybe more, 75, 76 million maybe, maybe 80 million. You have to understand what DeSantis is telling you. He's telling you he's never read the polling that shows that like 65% of Americans believe there was election fraud in 2020, along with 85% of the 
of conservatives. So let's forget the, the broader number because that's for general election. You're trying to win a primary against a guy who 85% of your party believe was stolen, had his election stolen from him. 80 fucking 5%, dude. Over 85% of the Republican Party believes there was election fraud in 2020 and Rob DeSantis just came out and was like, I would have, he's trying to go old school, which is I would have surrendered with dignity. That's what he was saying. Donald Trump fought day and night right up until the very last second. And Rob DeSantis is telling you, I would have rolled over on day one. That's it, dude. As far as I'm concerned, that's the end of his campaign. And I told you guys this months ago. By the time he was done, and this is before I... I didn't realize how stupid these fucking people are. By the time this is done, the only thing he has in his future is a, maybe a congressional seat. But he's, he's done. He'll never be a senator. He's never going to be a president. As far as I can tell, he just nuked himself from planet Earth... And his campaign is still completely full of shit. And the thing is, President Trump's still swinging on him. I'm, I, this is why it's such a uh, huge part of today's show, because President Trump was bodying this fool. Now that Ron DeSanctimonious is finally admitting he's in the race by beginning to fight back, and now that his poll numbers have crashed so he has no other choice, let me explain the facts. He is, for, Republican, for a Republican, an average governor. He got 1.2 million less votes in Florida than me. He fought for massive cuts in Social Security and Medicare and wanted Social Security minimum age to be raised to 70 years old or more. He is a disciple of Paul Ryan and did whatever Ryan told him to do. This is so bad. Oh, Florida has been successful for many years long before I put Ron there. It's amazing what ocean and sunshine will do. Surprise, Ron was a big lockdown governor on the China virus, sealing all beaches and everything else for an extended period of time. Was third worst in the nation for COVID-19 deaths, losing 86,000 people. Third worst for total cases at 7.5 million. Other Republican governors did much better than Ron. And... Because I allowed them, this freedom never closed their states. <laughs> it's, he's not done, by the way. President Trump then proceeded. Let me see if I can even grab this. I cannot believe this. He then proceeded to put out a post that read, <laughs> I just can't believe he did it. This is a classic. So much for Ron and anti-vax. Besides, he got the vaccine and booster, just doesn't talk about it. He also closed up Florida and its beaches. Oh, no, Ron. You didn't. The big dog didn't get a hold of that video that we played on the show yesterday, did they? Oh, he sure fucking did. World War II veteran. He's 100 years old. Um, he's had a remarkable career. Oh, no, Ron. To, to our country and to the state of Florida. He was a state World War II veteran. He's 100 oh. years old. Um, oh, no. He's had a remarkable Trump career of service uh, to, to our country and to the state of Florida. He was a state senator here. He knew Charles Lindbergh. He wow. knew, he knows Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, 
Joe DiMaggio, presidents uh, from Truman to Reagan, um, and he's an American sleeve. hero. He's 100 years old, okay. and he's yeah. got the opportunity now to get the vaccine, so it works. Oh, oh boy. Oh, that's going to leave a mark. So the clip that I found on Twitter that went viral and we retweeted and then played on The Dilly Show, President Donald J. Trump got a hold of it. You know what I never saw? I never saw President Trump trot out a 100-year-old man and fucking execute him in front of the whole country while wearing a mask. I never saw that. That, that incredible American patriot died four months later. President Trump is going for the jugular. President Trump gave you medical freedom of choice with his recommendation, which he's just at that point is not any more expert than any one of us. So President Trump gave you medical freedom. Go ahead and get the jab. Don't get the jab. Do whatever you want. Rob DeSantis rolled out a 100-year-old World War II veteran and jabbed him right there in front of the country while wearing a fucking mask and the guy died four months later. Dude. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of done. I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to find a path for the Rob DeSantis campaign forward, and I'm not seeing it. The other thing that's really weird, and I'd like to talk about this for a moment, because my, my meme team has witnessed it. And I have witnessed it. God, we're so we're so heavy on the Trump stuff today. I hope you guys don't mind. I got a lot of other stories I could cover, but I want to. I want to. I'm trying to drive this home for you. Okay. Something else has happened. Memers, I hope you're in the chat still, staying active. This is very important to me. All right. We all got back on social media and Twitter recently after almost three years. And let me tell you something. If you just jumped back on there, like a lot of these quote conservative pundits. So here's what's happening. Okay. I want, I want to explain this because this will make sense. Meme team is going to get it right away. They're going to be like, you got it. Okay. So here's what's happened. For three years, the left helped condition the environment of the never Trump milk toast Benny Johnson sect of the fucking Republican Party. Okay? All of the little smarmy pussy ass, you know, I won't say a potty word and I'm not a savage and I'm I steal ideas and I do shit, right? So for three years on social media, specifically Twitter, because Twitter is a weapon, it's not just social media. So for three years, people like Dana Loesch and Benny and all these other fucking horrendous never Trump dumb shits were able to grow accounts in an environment that was completely not hostile. It was the safest of safe spaces. It was the ultimate uniparty social media platform they would spar gently to one another and the only people left on that platform were also milk toast pussies and they'd go back and forth and no one really would score any wins or knockouts 
but they'd say their things and uh, and it was loaded with fucking bots. Both sides of the aisle use them. The fucking rhino GOP and the fucking leftists. Nonstop. Both sides. Bot farms galore. And what happened over three years is the boogeyman was gone. Donald Trump was gone. Brendan and Dilly was gone. All the memers were gone. All of the savage fucking Trump supporters like you were gone. All of the Trump surrogates were gone. It was a very toned down environment. And then in November, a short time after Elon Musk closed on owning Twitter, the dogs were let loose. And then there was bumps in the road and the dogs were quieted again until Elon had wrangled control over his social media platform by January. And then Elon unleashed all of the gates. He removed the bots and he unleashed all of the fucking people who actually used to post on social media. Now, if you built an entire political campaign platform around the 2020 to 2023 version of social media and deployed it, you would think you were going to win. You would hire losers like Dana Loesch. You would hire losers like Cardillo or Christina Peshaw. You would hire these just, you would hire the Betty Johnsons and these other idiots, okay? Because you would say they know how to write tweets or Bill Mitchell in a way they did not account for Donald Trump getting reinstated. They did not account for his most absolute savage, savage supporters ever getting reinstated. Once the savage support was reinstated, we didn't go light on it. We went jugular day one. We went jugular day one. And that and what it did was it gave a lot of the people that were still Trump supporters on the platform a reminder it was a courage it was a kick in the ass oh my god this is how we used to do this i forgot they had forgotten they had all started to piss sitting down well ron DeSantis isn't so bad maybe he will be better and we came out why do you think i keep it even why do you think me and the meme team we spend all day long punching everybody who's a fucking lame square in the face we punch them all in the face Fuck this shit. We're spreading it around equal. You're a fucking shit-ass rhino? Dunk. You're a shit-ass lib? Dunk. Dude, you could be a Trump supporter with your head up your ass? Dunk. We're not fucking pulling back on anybody. Fuck these people. And that's the thing is they none of them accounted for this. And what they didn't realize is what a massive percentage of Americans are. were going to follow what we're doing and saying versus what these other people are doing. This is what they also can't handle. As they released the fucking meme lords onto Twitter and myself and everyone else, all these Trump surrogates, as they released the meme lords, they simultaneously took away the bots that was essentially propping up these people's accounts. So imagine you wake up one day and every day from that day forward, your mentions are filled with nothing but actual red-blooded Americans just dunking on your bitch ass every day. And all of your bullshit smarmy tweets that used to get 3,000 retweets from your bot farms are now getting 200 retweets with 300 people in the comments making fun of you.
every fucking day. The PSYOP is real. They were psyoping people and they were going to psyop this shit right into milk toast Rhino DeSantis into the White House. But they lost control of the most important apparatus for the PSYOP, which is Twitter. And I've explained on this show before, Twitter is unique because Twitter has all of the world leaders on it. It has the most influential people on it. And it spreads a message faster than anywhere else. If you want to red pill somebody, there is no faster place to red pill them than Twitter. It ain't YouTube. It ain't Facebook. It ain't any other website. The fastest place to take somebody from, I don't know what the fuck's going on to, holy shit, I'm going to shit post us back into the White House, is Twitter. Hands down, not close. Even if the only thing you figure out on Twitter how to do is to shit post in someone's replies. Like some of you go, I'm not good at Twitter. Nobody engages me. Fine. Perfect. Don't tweet on your own page. Make yourself a master of the mentions. Some of you don't know how to be, you don't want to be center for, you're like, I don't know what to say in my own tweet. Like, oh, I'm eating oatmeal today. Fuck that. Make yourself a master of the mentions. You show up in every Republican rhino's fucking tweets, correcting them. Why are you talking about this? Fuck you. You're a liar. Why aren't you supporting Trump? Every Republican, every Democrat, every independent, every celebrity. Make yourself a, a, all you have to be is a master of the mentions. I don't care if you tweet anything original on your page. All you do is retweet shit and you be, you've got to stay loud in the mentions. I, help, I promise you guys, if you stay in the mentions, you'll win. You will change their fucking whole worldview. You just show up in the mentions. Hey, motherfucker, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Why are you lying on here? Why are you lying about Trump? Why are you lying about America first? I'm telling you, you do not have to write incredible tweets and figure out how to figure. Oh, I don't know how the platform works. Don't matter. Start picking out your top 10 most fucking loudmouth dipshit rhinos and spend all day replying to their lies. It'll work. <laughs> it works. And the thing is, is all of you individually you ain't shit right but when you fucking close that fist and it ain't one of you replying to crenshaw it's 40 of you in a row i don't care if all of you just wrote the word you're a fucking liar it's devastating to these politicians they know they see it so i'm just letting you know right now that is the move it's that's a lie why are you lying why don't you dude bring receipts Copy and paste links. Here you go. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. I'm telling you, this, this is how you actually fight an information war. Okay? That's how you do it. You correct them. The, thing, the difference is you're not a bot. You're a human being. You're an actual voter. You're a donor. You're a voter. You're a mom. You're a dad. You're a business owner. You're a taxpayer. You're not a bot. You're not foreign influence. You're an actual human being going, hey, fuck you. Why are you lying on this shit? I'm telling you, you're going to crush them. They have no idea. They have no idea. And this is why they're losing so fast. Because it's a combination of these incredible events. That God has clearly moved the pieces around the board. And that's why it's having such an effect. And that's why they were caught flat-footed. Because they weren't expecting you. They weren't expecting Donald Trump to announce in November because everybody went, why is he doing this? He's stealing the thunder from the midterms. Yeah. Why is he doing this? Why is he announcing so early? They didn't expect that. And they sure as shit didn't expect 
all of the shit lords to show back up on social media ready to work day and night. And we do. It's day and night. Imagine you're a politician and you're at dinner. You had a long day at work. But anons don't stop working. Anons for Trump don't stop working. We take breaks. We eat. We hang out with our kids. We play some video games. Then we sit back down and go back to destroying your fucking entire evil cabal. That's where they can't. They're like, dude, what the fuck? While I'm sleeping, they're memeing me. While I'm sleeping, they're shit posting in my replies. While I'm sleeping, they're affecting my fucking approval rating. Nonstop, nonstop. And here's the thing is you and me, none of us are looking at it going, oh, God, I'm so tired. I'm done with that. All of us are laughing. Our faces hurt because we're making each other laugh and because we're having an effect. That's the thing. It's not work. I'm laying in bed. I'm like, da-da. Me and my wife trying to out-troll one another. We're like, da-da-da-da-da-da. She writes her shit. I write mine. Oh, my God. Then Tiffany calls. Oh, my God. You guys see what I wrote? Then Randy calls. Oh, hold on. Let me send it. Oh, I'm going to send it to Brennan. Let me put it in the telegram room. That ain't work. This is the funnest fucking thing I've ever done. And we never stop. We never fucking stop. Because there's always going to be at least a few thousand of us awake correcting this shit on social media i go to sleep you wake up you wake up i'm going to sleep or i go to fuck i wake up and you're going to sleep i'm telling you it's having a massive effect they don't know how to deal with it and they never will they don't know how it's too late now all right let's get into some other topics because we hit on pretty much everything trump centric i wanted to do i actually skipped dilly in the wild today i'll save it for tomorrow which is a friday edition i guess the only other thing i need to say about this case which is Remember, Democrats flew into New York on Monday hoping to watch Donald J. Trump get perp-walked on Tuesday. And those same stupid fucking liberals are still sitting waiting for something. And now this. There will be no grand jury testimony or vote in the Trump case here in New York City for the remainder of the week. So there you go. There you go. (laughs) It's not going to be anything the rest of the week. There's nothing the rest of the week. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, my God. It's good times. Good times. <laughs> all right, I think I got your uh, trolls on Rumble again. Remember, all of the losers, there's something else I, I'll, I'll address it. I don't mind. Anybody I don't interact with, mention, or share on this show anymore is dead to me. Um, they died to hang gliding accident. But unfortunately, sometimes zombies, almost like angry exes, like to come fucking crawling out of their graves. So some of you guys are going to notice a little bit more in their abrasive and their over-the-top trolls. I just want you to know that these are all the people. This is essentially, these people all represent the fourth member of Destiny's Child. Okay? So the fourth members of Destiny's Child, who all quit three months before the fucking uh, group took off, This is what these people are. These are people who couldn't cut it. Their skills weren't good enough. Their humor wasn't good enough. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the reason that they're no longer in my sphere of any kind, 
they're terrible human beings. At the end of the day, they weren't nuked because they didn't have fun, creative ideas. These were people that were tossed the fuck out on their ass because they're horrible humans. And I mean that from like the most sincere place in my heart. All of them had talent and gifts, but they were all scumbag pieces of shit. And I threw scumbags the fuck out of our groups to preserve the rest of what we were building. And so they got tossed out on their asses. And we got signed Donald Trump hats. So this is what happened is essentially now they're aware that we are uh, sitting essentially with these on top of our heads with fucking thank you letters from the president of the United States. And they are still getting shit faced drunk in a pool of their own piss. So this is why you're going to notice an uptick in the hateration around this show and around me is because all of the people that I booted the fuck out and Benny Johnson hired, they're back and they're bitter as ever. Like they're more angry than you've ever seen because they always thought this show is going to go down because I'm not with it, which is fucking hysterical. Uh, and anyway, so yeah, that's kind of what's going on if you're noticing an uptick in, in angry trolls. It's okay. And as I've mentioned so eloquently before on this show is uh, you can't unswallow me. Doesn't matter how shit-faced you get. Doesn't matter how fucked up you are. Doesn't matter how many little weak-ass paychecks you get from that garbage show that Benny does. You still will never be able to unswallow me. And I'm, I don't know what to tell you. I can't help you with that, okay? Because I know they're watching. They watch every day. They never stopped. All these psychos never stop. They still email me begging for fucking attention, email me begging to be let back in, and uh, that's it. So there you go. There you go. Well, I mean, it's, it's weird, too, because some of these people I've never actually interacted with or known anything about, and they're still just obsessed, and that's okay. I don't even care. A lot of you guys send me what they're saying, and I don't care. I literally... Can you imagine if I if I had some kind of emotional reaction to every retarded thing that like drunk, fat, degenerate, poor people said to me? And I already said it. I'm not gonna be honest with you. I honestly am not gonna be moved by fat, ugly, poor people. It's just not how I'm wired. You're gonna have to find more successful people to troll me before I'd even consider your words. But as long as you keep sending me fat, ugly, poor people to try and affect how I feel about myself, it's never gonna work, okay? I just wanna make sure we're all on the same page. All right. <laughs> I can't even find the person that you guys are all obsessed about over on uh, Rumble, by the way. I know who you're talking about, I don't give a fuck. His, his attempt at trolling me is one of the, it's literally one of my biggest flexes. So it's fine. Don't worry about it. You guys are super fucking triggered. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you don't have to keep sending it to me. Like, oh, what about this thing? I'm like, dude, I don't, dude, you fucking kidding me? Come on. Come on. I'm just saying, like, that's, that's kind of what's going on. But uh, I, I don't want you guys to be concerned because some of you have sent me DMs and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Do you know how long people have hated me? Fuck, dude. I can't even count the list. Hey, by the way, this is huge. Uh, this is huge. I don't know if you guys know this. Did you guys know that the Arizona Supreme Court rules in favor of Carrie Lake 
and it's forcing the lower court to look at signature verification issues. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's a big one. That is a big one. This is going to have a major, major impact. And uh, you guys should be pretty encouraged by this. Now, I will not, I am not going to put all of the stock into this yet because obviously we've had one too many people um, say they're making effect or, or having an effect. Oh, this will be change everything. I'm not going to bullshit you guys. I don't know if, if what we will change, okay? I don't know what, if anything, it'll ever change. The only thing I can tell you is this is progress. We're moving in the right direction. We're moving in the right direction. So there you go. Was there ever a doubt in your mind that Carrie Lake was going to fucking crush these people? Like, I'm not even saying she's going to win in the traditional sense. But, dude, she was never going to stop fighting. That's the biggest thing is Carrie Lake was never, ever going to stop fighting. She's just not wired that way, dude. Some people just do not have it in them to quit. And that lady is one of them. She's never going to She's never gonna quit. Never going to quit. All right. You guys want to see something funny? I'll show you something funny. <laughs> That's actually, well, I got a couple of funny things. So I didn't play these during my rant because I obviously got a little, I got a little wordy today, but I got to show you something. Some of the memes, sometimes the quick hitters are the fun ones, right? They're just like this one, for example, right here from, from fucking mags. Check it out. It's like the stupidest, or this one actually. I like this one even better. Mags did this one too. Because eh, everybody likes a good little kiki. Watch. Woody. Woody. Sometimes the ghetto little memes are the funniest fucking ones. Watch this ghetto little meme. Here's a ghetto ass meme from California, and it's absolutely hysterical. Oh. Uh, Meatball. <laughs> 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 Meatball. Please clap. <laughs> Mike, Mike fucking saying meatball <laughs> in the most ghetto meme way. Meatball. It's <laughs> like we got all these sophisticated memes. Sometimes it's just fun just to be like meatball. Meatball. <laughs> I don't even have to be good to be effective. All right. So I might have uh, trolled on something I shouldn't have a little too early. I don't know. All right. Shout out to my boy, Jimmy. Jimmy pointed something out to me, and then I went on Twitter, and I was like, oh, shit, he's right. Oh, shit. Okay. So Eric Trump, you know, we love the Trump family. Um. He said, this rally is going to be, and then he used a bunch of flame emojis, right? And he was quote tweeting Liz Harrington. 
which makes perfect sense because it is. It's going to be lit, right? It's going to be super exciting. But it was funny because this rally is going to be fire, and then I... See? It's, everything's fine. And then, uh, well, Dilly responds. How could it not be? It's in Waco, T Texas, Eric. It's... <laughs> there you guys go. Because <laughs> I'm mature. I'm mature, everybody. Just remember, it's a... It's a rally in Waco, Texas. <laughs> I troll everybody. I can't help myself. Because <laughs> uh, Waco, it's going to be lit, everybody. <laughs> I didn't get any comments back on that. So I, don't know if I troll everybody. I don't know. What do you do? You can't. It's just. It's Waco. Fire. Janet Reno. All right, fine. Was that, uh, fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's inappropriate. I get it. Hey, uh, this is a story I want to talk about. So I almost posted this on Twitter, but one of my accounts was once deleted for posting about this on Twitter, so I was like, maybe not today. Trans flight attendant famed for airline ad dies by suicide. Sorry, I could not be stronger. Uh-huh. So, um, 80% of transgendered people think about killing themselves and roughly 42 to 45% actually do it. Uh, more than 60% attempt it. Being transgender is a mental illness. These people don't need their own bathroom. They need a shrink given to them by the state. They need help. I said this four years ago. I don't disparage these people because they're freaks of nature. I pity them because there's, there's something wrong. They need help. I don't want anybody to kill themselves, honestly. I'm totally anti-killing yourself, okay? I just don't, I don't believe in that. I, life is meant to be lived, it's meant to be fun, and it's meant to be full of love and passion and excitement and laughter, okay? And I mean that for every human on planet Earth. I don't give a fuck what you believe. I don't care how you live your life. I fundamentally believe that life is meant to be lived. So I don't want to see anybody harm themselves. But until they start addressing this in a real way, which is nearly half the people who call themselves transsexual or transgender kill themselves, dude, that, you want to talk about an epidemic. 50 fucking percent? Imagine I was like, oh yeah, 50% of conservatives are killing themselves. You'd be freaking out. It's a mental illness, and these people need, they need professional guidance. They need love and help. Because some of these people are harmless, by the way. I want to point this out. Some of these people who are mentally sick are harmless. They're nice people. They're polite. They want to be a part of society. They want to just be, what they're trying to do is find a way to live a normal life, but they have no fucking idea how to do it. I think one of the saddest things that happens in life is that a lot of times politicians and evil motherfuckers will select a group of people to use to, as a weapon against other opposition. And what happens is the opposition demonizes the people being used instead of realizing that they're being used because they're essentially useful idiots. 
That's the one thing I'll say on this. I've never had a run-in with a transgendered person that was like super mean to me or aggressive or ugly. Well, ugly to me. I've seen a lot of ugly fucking trannies. But what I'm trying to say is like, I don't give a fuck. If I walk in and you're transgender and you're like, oh, let me take a look at your dog and you're my veterinarian, I don't give a fuck. So I'm not standing there going, you're the enemy. Because they're not. They're like 1% of the fucking country. So I don't have any kind of feelings about these people, whether they're evil or not. And I'm not a fucking, uh, I am not that, that religious zealot that's going to be like, you're living in crazy, whatever. You guys all have your beliefs. Fucking, that's cool. I don't give a shit. And I'm, you're never going to get me to give a shit. I don't give a fuck. So if you think they're leaving, uh, le leading an evil life, then good for you. You can fucking condemn them. I don't give a fuck. The only thing I care about is that that person is confused, more than likely depressed, and is sad and can't accept who they actually are or live that way, and they're lost. They're More than anything else, they're fucking lost. They have no idea where they're going. And that's sad. I think it's one of the where, the, where I separate on a lot of issues with, with many other staunch Republicans is they, they get fixated on the community itself, and I more or less look at who's using the community. So I just look at this and I go, I don't care. I haven't had a bunch of, those people need mental health assistance. That's a serious, it's like dealing with somebody with like an eating disorder. If you guys have ever been around or known someone with an eating disorder, uh, most people don't realize that people with eating disorders, it's, it's by far one of the most challenging disorders to overcome. A lot of people don't realize that. And it's directly attached to your uh, anxiety, like anxiousness and that, that like uh, your, your uh, neurological is what I was trying to say. Neurological disabilities and issues are almost always present in people with an eating disorder or it's developed. An eating disorder, and they don't, you know, if you ever study on the subject, great people, not evil. You can't tell them they're attractive though because they're going to make them throw up again or tell them to start. I'm just telling you, eating disorders is by far one of the hardest to overcome and it's a psychological issue and it's a neurological issue, both combined. And I think people who are transgendered more than likely probably were abuse victims who never got proper help or treatment and never could recover. By the way, I guess it's a totally different subject, but eating disorders, almost the reason that there's such a challenge is that food is almost always, always attached to emotions and memories. That's why eating disorders are such an issue because it allows, a, it allows you the sense of control over the of, of your life. Like the food takes on a control. So it's like, I can control this. Like I can eat it and it makes me feel good. And there's a fucking dopamine hit that's, you know, occurs, right? Or I can push it back out. Now, oh, I didn't gain the weight because I, whatever. It's people, essentially people are struggling to try and have some type of sense of security and control in their lives. And they develop these issues. There's a lot of other stuff, but overall, by and large, that's it. I think that that's why I'm trying to reframe how you view people who are transgender because there's hating them is not going to do any good, right? Like it's not going to do shit. Now making fun of them, look, I'm sorry. You put yourself into the public sphere. You're a fucking fair game. So I'm going to keep making fun of chicks with dicks. But, but I will tell you, they should be treated. They should not be treated like gay people or lesbians. They should be treated like people with eating disorders. That's what I'm, I'm trying to reframe the discussion about the subject because as long as you discuss it, like as long as they have the fucking T at the end of LGBTQ2 or whatever the fuck it is, 
As long as that T is at the end of that long-ass bullshit agenda, they're never going to get the help they need. Does that make sense? Lesbian, gay, bisexual, that T needs to be moved out of there. The T should be over by uh, people with eating disorders, people with other neurological issues. It's in the wrong group. You're, they're advocating for rights. They need to be advocating for legitimate psychiatric care and help in facilities. And I'm not even opposed to that, by the way. Again, I'm not probably a normal conservative when it comes to certain social issues and social concerns, as long as it's a legitimate effort to help them heal. So this is kind of how I feel about, I, just, I think they've re, they, it's, and the only reason it's in the LGBT, blah, 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 whatever, it's because it's pushing a different agenda. But the people being used are killing themselves all the time. All the time. Fucking 42%. It's huge, dude. It's huge. Anyway, just wanted to, I thought it was a relevant, a relevant discussion. Let's see if I got anything else for you guys. I might be done. I might be done. I'm kind of winding down. I've I pretty much hit every subject I wanted to hit today. Dude, did I not get to play? I promised you guys I'd play that C3P memes meme from yesterday, and I totally fucking bailed. I'm sorry. Let me fix that. We love C3P memes. I know how hard he worked on this. Here you go. Whoa. Ugh. Did you see that? <laughs> I sure did. Yes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> This guy must score so hard. <laughs> I want this job right here. Yeah. <laughs> you think you need like good grades? Uh, I don't think so. He looks pretty stupid. <laughs> stupid people kick ass. <laughs> whoa, whoa, look! Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Who's this doofus? Yeah, yeah, really. I think that's like that guy's son or something. He's a disgrace to the family. <laughs> well, son, if you get fired from Subway, there's always a place for you here. Don't worry about it. Exclusively. <laughs> that's a good way to end the show it's a good way to end the show thank you c3 memes i needed that a little, a little light fucking haha at the end you know what i'm saying a little light haha at the very end all right yes i'm done tomorrow's friday fucking q a friday the questions are already rolling in i can tell you guys have got a lot on your minds I look forward to you guys sending them over to me. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. I'll see you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're gonna want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just oh the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. 
I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.